And hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Locker Room. <clears throat> Great to have you with us, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed the uh, podcasts. We uh, talked about spotting boards last week, and uh, enjoyed that very much, and uh, enjoyed uh, passing on that knowledge. And if you uh, missed that episode or any episodes that we've done in the past, I encourage you to check those out. Uh, they're all online for you to see and uh, experience, and uh, please feel free to do so if you'd uh, care to. I'd like to just remind folks before we start today that today's podcast is brought to you by Anchor, the number one podcasting app on the market today. With the Anchor app, it's so easy to make a great-sounding podcast, and the best part, the Anchor app is free. The Anchor app contains creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or computer. Anchor also takes care of distributing your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple, Spotify, and many more places where podcasts are heard. You can also make money on your podcast with no minimum listenership. Trust me, everything you need to make a great-sounding podcast all in one place is with the Anchor app. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Well, uh, this week on the podcast, you know, I was uh, working on uh, getting a guest. Uh, that uh, did not materialize for this week, so uh, perhaps we'll uh, look into that next week. But I have a topic today that uh, is something that's uh, near and dear, I think, to all the broadcasters at the minor league level uh, or in college hockey. Uh, we're going to talk about travel today. We're going to talk about uh, bus experiences and this actually could be a two-part episode. I was planning on uh, talking to uh, one of our bus drivers that has worked with uh, Merrimack and the Spinners in the past, but uh, he was unavailable today. And uh, I'd like to probably bring him back to do maybe the, the second part to this discussion uh, because it would be fun to get his input, uh, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep working on that. But anyway, we'll start uh, with the top 10 bus stories I've had in my career, the uh, top 10 uh, most interesting bus experiences I've had. You know how I'm a big fan of uh, top 10 lists. I love them. And I think this is a topic that is certainly worthy of discussion. And I think anybody who's been in the business uh, understands and has experienced uh, bus uh, problems. You know, technical difficulties are a way of life. Doesn't it seem like... When you're doing broadcasting, you know, there's always a chance that something's going to happen during the broadcast. It's going to be a technical difficulty, and you'll have to work through it. I know it's happened to me many times, but technical difficulties extend to bus travel on the road as well. So I'm going to talk about my 10 favorite uh, top bus stories that I've had in my career. So uh, these are not ranked in any particular order. I just jotted them down as they came to my memory and so I'm going to go through the list here, and we'll have some fun with this. Uh, and by the way, if, if you're a broadcaster and, and you've had an interesting bus story in your career, uh, please feel free to let me know about it. There's a way that you can send me a message uh, through the podcast, through the uh, app, the Anchor app, depending on how you're uh, listening. If you're listening on your phone, uh, there is a way uh, to message the you uh, go to the uh, Anchor app, and then at the bottom, you'll see uh, the 
icon that says tools and you can click on that and there's a way for you to send me a message also if you're on the iPad as well on the tablet uh, if you go to my uh, anchor page there's also a, a link where you can click message so if, if you've had an interesting travel experience I'd love for you to let me know. Also, of course, if you're on the desktop, there's an easy way to message me as well. So I'd love to hear all your stories as well. But anyway, we'll get right into it. The top 10 bus stories that I've had in my career. Well, the first one is one that I touched on in an earlier episode. And it is probably the worst bus experience I've ever had. I was working in the Frontier League with the Kalamazoo Kings. And we were playing on the road in Chillicothe, Ohio one night, and it was getaway day. And it was a Saturday night, and uh, we uh, packed up the bus after the game, got on the road, and we were, oh, I'd say maybe an hour or an hour and a half into the trip when the bus started experiencing difficulty. We had to pull off the road, and uh, basically the bus just died. Uh, the engine was cooked. We couldn't uh, get it going again. And so, uh, you know, we, of course, we're in Ohio, and uh, there aren't a whole lot of options if you can't get the bus started. So uh, our bus driver actually had to call back to Kalamazoo in western Michigan, and we had to arrange for another bus to come down and pick us up. Now, the, the ride from Kalamazoo down to where we were was a good solid eight to nine hours. So we were stranded on the side of the road <clears throat> excuse me, all night long. You had players and coaches stretched out on the bus, sleeping. Uh, you know, I did not get a single ounce of uh, sleep that night. Uh, I, As a rule, I find it very difficult to sleep on buses because it's very difficult to get comfortable. I'll, I'll nod off a little bit if I'm really tired, but, you know, to get a full night of uh, sleep, it's very difficult. But that night, the players and the coaches and the managers, they had little choice. Uh, they had to make the best of the situation because we weren't going anywhere. So the interesting thing about that story was that the Kings had an afternoon game on Sunday uh, the next day. We had an early game. I believe it was a 5 o'clock game back at Homer Stryker Field. So the uh, bus finally got to us the next morning, and uh, we made our way back to Kalamazoo. I think we got back to the ballpark maybe three or four hours before uh, the first pitch. And so uh, we we went out and uh, won that game uh, back home. And I guess the, <laughs> I guess the lack of sleep uh, didn't turn out to be too much of an issue. So uh, that that is the worst experience I've ever had on the road. And uh, the manager of the Kings back then was Fran Reardon, who's now coaching, uh, managing AAA baseball. And, I'm sure if you ask him, he may say that uh, that would have been the worst in his career as well. So uh, I'm going to say the breakdown in Chillicothe was was number one on the list. Uh, speaking of breakdowns, we had another breakdown with the Lowell Spinners. This is my second bus story. We were in West Virginia. And to this day, this is the only time that I've ever been to West Virginia to do a game. The Spinners and the West Virginia Black Bears were playing, and uh, we had a problem with the bus on a very rainy night in West Virginia. A bus broke down, and it was just stifling hot inside the bus, and I later found out that it was a fuel issue with the bus. Now, we had to call the a technician or an engineer 
uh, to come out at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning and uh, try to work on the bus. And uh, what wound up happening was that the West Virginia, we had to uh, actually let the West Virginia Black Bears know about our situation. And they sent shuttle vans to pick us up because it was going to be a while uh, getting the bus fixed. So we all got shuttled back to the hotel in these uh, shuttle vans. And <laughs> to top it off, it was pouring rain throughout this whole ordeal. Actually, uh, the, the worst of the rain happened when we got back to the hotel. But we got back to the hotel and the, and the hotel lobby was flooded. The whole first floor of the hotel was flooded. And we were staying, I was staying on the first floor of the hotel. I remember uh, trudging to my hotel room at uh, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. But, uh, you know, we, we eventually uh, did get the bus fixed and, and got home. But uh, those breakdowns in the, in the middle of the night, those are awfully tough. And I just remember the, the heat inside the bus with no air conditioning uh, was, was very, very tough. So uh, that marked a uh, bus problem in West Virginia. Uh, the only time I've been there. Uh, the third one was a breakdown in New York City. We we were scheduled to play the Staten Island Yankees, and uh, we wound up we were heading to the uh, hotel. We were to, uh, from the hotel to the ballpark, and we had a bus breakdown. And uh, again, it was a situ situation where uh, the bus was immobile, couldn't get it to work, and they wound up calling school buses. Uh, to pick us up, and uh, we all got transported to uh, Richmond uh, County Bank Ballpark in Staten Island in these school buses, and <clears throat> we uh, get to the ballpark and we find out the game is going to be rained out. So we were scrambling to get uh, everybody to the ballpark, and uh, we only to find out that the game was rained out. So uh, nothing like breaking down in New York City. So uh, those are the three biggest breakdown stories I've had on the road. Another uh, bus uh, story I have was, again, with the Kalamazoo Kings. We were uh, heading, I can't remember if we were going to or from a particular city, but one of our ball players, one of our pitchers, went in to use the restroom on the bus and wound up accidentally locking himself in the stall. And we could hear him pounding on the door. And uh, it was a situation where I only hoped that he wasn't claustrophobic. So uh, after minutes of him pounding on the door, our manager, again, who was Fran Reardon, went to the back of the bus. He wound up grabbing a toolkit that was on the bus. And he wound up working on the door. And eventually, uh, the player in question got sprung from the bathroom. And it was funny because when he came out of the bathroom, he wound up getting a standing ovation from the rest of his teammates. And I remember he came out of the uh, stall on the bus with a big, big grin on his face. So uh, certainly a good sport. But, uh, you know, that is, that's one for the books. And in fact, I talk about that experience in the first book that I wrote which was called Living a King's Life. So it's one of those things where you can look back on it now and laugh, but you know back then it certainly wasn't funny. And again, I hope that particular uh, picture didn't have uh, claustrophobia. So um, that happened with Kalamazoo on a road trip. Another 
story I have was uh, with the North Shore Spirit. There were a couple of uh, fun stories on the bus with the Spirit. One of them was uh, when we were up in Quebec. And, uh, you know, that was a unique situation. That's the only time I've done games outside of the United States. But uh, we would go up there quite frequently to play uh, the Quebec Capitals. And I remember one particular instance. Uh, we were in Quebec and we were heading toward Quebec City. And we were pulled over by the Canadian police, the Quebec police. And our bus driver spoke Spanish only. Uh, of course, the preferred language up in Quebec City is French. So we were pulled over. We had a French police officer trying to question a, a driver who only spoke Spanish. So we had one of our, our players. He was a player at the time. Later became our manager, Vic Davila. Uh, Vic wound up having to go to the front of the bus and translate what the uh, Quebec policeman was saying. Of course, um, once the police officer realized that we were from the United States, you know, he made, thankfully he made a concerted effort to speak English, and uh, Vic was able to listen to the instructions of the Quebec police, and he was able to relay them to the bus driver in uh, Spanish. So, you know, you talk about a language barrier on the road, that was uh, certainly it. And uh, we managed to get out of that situation unscathed. But that wasn't the only story <clears throat> involving the Spirit Bus and Quebec. Of course, uh, going up there, you had to cross over the border. We would always drive up through Vermont and then catch uh, Quebec at the border. And, you know, the players on the bus heading up to Quebec would be in a jovial mood, you know, laughing and joking around, as the guys sometimes did. But I remember one time uh, spirit manager John Kennedy who was sitting at the front of the bus. I remember him turning around to the guys and saying, hey, listen, we're, we're approaching the border here, so let's serious up, you know, because you, you, you never know what to expect when you get to the Canadian border up there, and uh, you want to pass through there as, as cleanly and smoothly as possible. But I remember one player on the team uh, had some sort of an issue with his record. And, uh, you know, they wound up uh, stalling the bus until uh, they were able to solve this problem. I believe the player had to play a, pay a fine uh, to enter Quebec because of the blemish on his record. And uh, we, were, we were sitting on the side of the road in Quebec City waiting for uh, this situation to be cleared up, and uh, I believe the fine was paid right there on the spot, and then they, they dealt with it afterwards. But, you know, I've been up to Quebec a lot as both a tourist and uh, through work, and I found that uh, it your, your means of getting through quickly are dependent upon the mood, shall we say, of the border guards. Uh, sometimes, you know, if they want to keep things moving, if uh, things seem to be in order, they'll let you go quickly. But if there is an issue, they will certainly look into it. I remember, just as a side note, uh, we, we were going up to Quebec on the bus. I never drove up there. Now, I, I take my car on a lot of road trips, but I never drove up to Quebec. I always took the bus. So there was one time we were going up there, and the umpires also were uh, right behind us, or actually right next to us on the road. And we, we wound up getting to the, to the border at the same time. 
Well, the uh, we had no problems in that particular trip, but I remember the border custom agents uh, just ripping the umpire's car apart, just uh, taking everything out and, and questioning them. And so uh, you know, it's it's hit or miss. Sometimes you get through relatively quickly. Other times uh, there there are there could be potential problems. But in this one particular case, we had a player who had uh, an obstacle, shall we say, on his record and. It took a little while to uh, clear that up. So uh, border issues uh, going into Quebec, uh, you know, we've, we've had a few of them. It, it's, by the way, it's, it's, I think it's a lot easier coming out of Quebec than it is going in as far as the border is concerned. But, uh, uh, you know, we've had a, few, uh, had a few instances there at the border where uh, it's been noteworthy. Uh, well, there was another issue. Well, it, I wouldn't really call it an issue, but it was a funny experience that I remember... Uh, happening happening up in Vermont, we were with the Spinners playing the Vermont Lake Monsters, and it was near the end of the game. I would say maybe the eighth or the ninth inning, and I was uh, doing the game, of course. Now from the uh, from the press box in Vermont, you know, you, you're of course you're facing the outfield wall, and and you can see everything. And the bus was parked beyond the outfield wall, so I had a perfect view of the bus. And I remember. Uh, during the middle of that inning, the bus, all of a sudden, I saw the bus uh, peel ahead at a, at a very, very uh, fast rate of speed. And then the, it would back up and then go forward again. And I, I just thought that that was uh, very, very funny. And I wound up talking about it on the air, had a perfect view of it. And uh, that was uh, something that will always stick in my memory. And uh, so that that was the that was the Vermont experience, and uh, that actually really did make me chuckle quite a bit. Uh, another instance we had was we were heading out on the road with the North Shore Spirit, and of course the manager always sits in the front of the bus, and uh, John Kennedy was in his customary seat, and we took off on the road, and the bus driver started to fall asleep. And uh, John Kennedy had to uh, shout and yell to keep this guy awake. And he was, you know, veering into other lanes and, and really causing a, uh, uh, a possible issue. But uh, John Kennedy, uh, right on the spot, uh, had to uh, yell at this guy to stay awake. And fortunately, the rest of the trip was uh, uneventful. Uh, there was another time, this is uh, the ninth of the ten bus stories, uh, this happened last year during the Spinners' playoff run. Uh, we were scheduled to end the season in Norwich, Connecticut against the Connecticut Tigers. Now, I always drive down to Norwich because it's more convenient for me. It's only an hour plus from my house. And we did not know what our playoff situation was going to be. And, you know, we didn't know whether we were going to be at home or on the road for that first game. Uh, my thought process was, hey, I'm just going to uh, take my car to Connecticut and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be opening up at home and, you know, it'll be business as usual. Uh, but one of the things that wound up happening, what did happen was we wound up, we found out that we were going to play the, the Batavia Muck Dogs in the first round of the playoffs. Now, if you've ever wondered about Batavia and where it is, it's out by Buffalo, New York. It's uh, just uh, east of Buffalo. It's in, actually, if, to give you a reference, it's between Rochester and Buffalo. And so we found out 
When we were in Norwich, Connecticut for that last game, we found out that the team was going directly from Norwich, Connecticut to Batavia, New York, which means, uh, which actually meant that I wound up not driving to Batavia. It was quite the long ride. Now, I, obviously, I could have, but I decided, you know, not to make the long ride and uh, just ride with the team out to Batavia. Now, I, uh, I spoke with some people there at the Spinners, and I, I asked if uh, they could drop me off back in Norwich on the way back so I could pick up my car and go home. Uh, but it, it actually wound up that they went straight home from uh, Batavia. So I had to, you know, I obviously I took the bus from Batavia to Lowell, and my wife had to drive down to Norwich and pick up my car and bring it home. So uh, I got thrown a curveball there, and uh, I wound up having to get some help to get my car back home. And uh, it was it was worth it because, you know, the Spinners won that series against Batavia, and they moved on into the uh, New York Penn League Championship Series to take on the Brooklyn Cyclones, which they lost. But uh, I was informed by the manager of the ball club when we were in our hotel in Batavia, uh, I was informed that the bus was not going to uh, stop in Norwich on the way back to drop me off. And so... Uh, I had to drive back to Lowell with the team. My wife went to get my car, and uh, she came to Lowell to pick me up when the bus got there. So uh, that was uh, that was another one of my uh, interesting bus stories that uh, I've had. And the last one was the only time I've ever missed a bus in the 15 years that I've done pro broadcasting. We were in Brooklyn, New York, and we were uh, in town to play the Brooklyn Cyclones. And we were the hotel we were staying at was way, way, way across town, which is usually the case in Brooklyn. There, there are no hotels over by Coney Island where we can stay. So in the New York Penley, when you go and visit the Brooklyn Cyclones, you typically stay on the other side of town. Now, now lately when we've gone there, we've stayed uh, in downtown Brooklyn over by the Barclays Center. But in this particular uh, instance, the hotel we stayed at was much, much further away uh, from the ballpark. And uh, so I was given the time of the bus departure. And apparently I must have got some wrong information because when I went down into the lobby, there's no bus. And uh, I'm, I'm wondering what's what's happening. And I, I don't remember exactly who I texted. I think I might have texted the bus driver. Uh, and he told me that the bus had left. So I wound up having to uh, take a cab over to the ballpark uh, at MCU Park and uh, wound up getting to the ballpark, of course, in plenty of time uh, to uh, get to the field and do the game. But to this day, that's the only time I've ever missed a bus, and I plan on never missing a bus again. I'm very, very strict about time. And that's one thing that the radio business teaches you, the, the value of time and how you have to be on time for everything, well ahead of time of everything. And at that particular time, I, uh, I was given the wrong time and wound up missing the bus, so I wound up paying for the cab out of my own pocket uh, that took us over to Brooklyn, and uh, the rest was uh, fine. Everything worked out fine from there. Now, those are all baseball stories. 
and you know, I went through my the files of my mind to think about anything that might have happened uh, during hockey bus trips, <clears throat> and I can honestly say that uh, I've never had a problem with uh, with hockey bus trips. They've all gone pretty smoothly. The only time I have ever had an issue with a hockey bus trip was <clears throat> we were down in Florida with Merrimack, and we were playing in the uh, tournament down there. Uh, the uh, I forget the name of it. It was down in Estero, Florida, and um, uh, the bus. This was after the tournament ended. The bus wound up having a problem. I believe it was with one of the tires, and so um, the bus company had to call for a replacement. And uh, we wound up. We were supposed. We were going to the airport actually, and uh, we wound up having to call another bus to take us to the airport. Uh, but uh, that is the only time I think I've ever had uh, an issue with a with a hockey bus. Uh, they have always been, uh, you know, the, the trips have always been pretty smooth. And uh, that's the only one that I can think of. Now, in terms of the longest bus trip I've ever taken, uh, that would have been in the Frontier League. And there are, there, there was a franchise, or there was a franchise in that league back then, in a town called O'Fallon, Missouri, which is in the St. Louis area. It's actually west of St. Louis. And I remember one time we, were, we took a trip from O'Fallon, Missouri to Washington, Pennsylvania, which is uh, a city which is just outside of Pittsburgh. So you go on a trip from St. Louis to Pittsburgh, and that is a long trip. You know, and this is the one thing that I experienced that I wish people would realize this is the, this is one of those behind the scenes things that we experience that I would love for the public to know about and that is uh, the fact that we travel all night to get to games you know and for example in that St. Louis to Pittsburgh trip I remember us getting to the hotel in uh, Washington Pennsylvania at five o'clock in the morning you know we drive all night we get to Washington PA and we we finally uh, start to settle in, and as I mentioned earlier, I have a tough time sleeping on buses, and I probably didn't sleep a whole lot on that trip. And so you wind up getting to the hotel at 5 o'clock in the morning, you're exhausted, and uh, you try your best to catch up with what uh, little sleep uh, you've had. But, uh, you know, I, that, that brings to mind another trip, another baseball trip. Uh, we were going from... Uh, Staten Island, New York, to Jamestown, New York. And so uh, we drove all night. you got to remember, New York is a long, long state going across. And uh, Jamestown, New York, was one of the longest bus trips I've ever taken. You know, there are places I've gone that are farther away than Jamestown, like, uh, for example, Mahoning Valley, Ohio, and uh, West Virginia. Those are long, long bus trips. But for some reason... Those bus trips out to Jamestown, New York, seemed like they would never end. And so I remember we were going from Staten Island to Jamestown one night. And uh, we, had, we boarded the bus in New York City at Staten Island. And uh, we wound up working our way up to the uh, New York State Thruway. And we uh, headed across the state of New York. And I remember uh, we got to Jamestown, I think, uh, 7 o'clock in the morning. And uh, then the rains came, and we wound up getting rained out. And I was so grateful that we were rained out that night because I've always believed that 
Rain delays in baseball are God's way of giving you a break. Your body is so beat down, it's so tired from the travel, and God is looking down on you and he says, you know what, that was a long, long night of travel, you need a break. And he sends the rain to uh, uh, give you a break. So uh, we wound up getting uh, rained out there in Jamestown, and uh, we wound up playing a doubleheader uh, the next day. So, uh, you know, those are just those, those are just the, the little things that, that you notice about uh, bus travel. And uh, it's hard on the bus drivers, too. You know, they, uh, they are the unsung heroes. They, they have to drive all night. They have to, on getaway day, they have to sleep in the room. They, they have a late checkout uh, so they can come and, uh, and drive us all night to get home. Uh, we've had, we've had some very, I've had some very, very long trips, and I've, I've come home bleary-eyed at, at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. And then, you know, you, you get in at that ridiculous hour, and then you try to sleep for a few hours, and then you have to get up and prep for the next day. And uh, baseball is that kind of a beast. It's that kind of an animal. And uh, I don't think people sometimes realize how uh, of a grind it really is. It's an everyday sport, and uh, you know, I've been fortunate to, to do it for as long as I have, and, and I hope I can conti continue to do it. But uh, those bus trips uh, certainly are, are interesting. I've, I've had bus trips where I can see the sun come up. You know, it's, it's happened multiple times. You're coming home from a long road trip, and, and the sun comes up, you pull into the ballpark or the arena at 4, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, and then you get home and get some rest. And, uh, and you get up and start it up uh, all over again. Now, hockey certainly is a lot easier in that we only play two or three times a week. So when we get back from a hockey road trip, you know, I can just I can go home and rest. I can take the next day off, and then I can start to prepare for the games the following weekend. Uh, but baseball is absolutely a grind. It is just uh, it is it is a battle, you know, with the uh, with the long hours, the long travel that, that we go through, and uh, but I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for for anything in the world. And you know, it's an opportunity for me to do what I love to do and and call sports and on the radio. And uh, so those are just some of the the interesting stories that I've had on the road. And like I said, if you have any uh, bus stories that you'd like to share with me, uh, please feel free to send me a message. You can send it through the Anchor app, uh, either on your phone, your tablet, your computer. Uh, you can go to the tools section on your phone and you can see a way to send me a message. Also on the iPad, uh, there's a way through Anchor that you can uh, tap a box and send me a message and uh, also on the desktop as well. So uh, those are just some thoughts about uh, some interesting bus travel that I've had over the years. And uh, also, oh yeah, we had uh, another situation uh, last year uh, in Brooklyn where uh, there was some disagreement about where the bus should park. Uh, our bus driver uh, had some discussions with security about where to leave the bus. And the New York City ballparks are, are a challenge in and of themselves, both Staten Island and Brooklyn. The, the Cyclones play right there at Coney Island MCU Park, and you know I guess there's sometimes issues about where to leave the bus. So there's there's little miscellaneous issues that the bus drivers have to deal with, and also there are certain roads that buses are prohibited on, you know. So they have to be aware of that. 
certain parkways, you know, that you can't drive on if you're a bus driver. And New York City is famous for uh, multiple roads that buses can't uh, can't go on. So uh, that's another thing that they that they have to be aware of. So uh, just some thoughts about travel and being on the road. And I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Now, uh, again, what I would like to do is I would like to follow up with this mode of conversation to talk with an actual bus driver that we've had with the little spinner. So I'm going to try and um, set that up for perhaps next week. Uh, so uh, that is my first plan of action. And uh, if we can't get that done, uh, we'll figure out a plan B uh, for next week. But anyway, uh, just some thoughts about life on the road. I hope this has given you uh, a little bit of insight as to what we go through as broadcasters uh, when we're on the road. Bus life is as uh, common to us as uh, putting our headset on and doing the game. So hope you've enjoyed this behind-the-scenes look at bus travel on the road. So I'd like to thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. And one last time, I'll remind you that Today's podcast is brought to you by Anchor, the number one podcasting app on the market today. With the Anchor app, it's so easy to make a great-sounding podcast. And the best part, the Anchor app is free. The Anchor app contains creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or computer. Anchor also takes care of distributing your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple, Spotify, and many more places where podcasts are heard. You can also make money on your podcast with no minimum listenership. Trust me, everything you need to make a great-sounding podcast all in one place is with the Anchor app. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. One last thing before I leave for today, and it just popped into my head. You know, we're talking about uh, bus travel and travel on the road. That brings to mind one uh, episode that uh, happened to us on a hockey trip. We were uh, out in Notre Dame. We were playing uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And we were scheduled to fly home, but we had bad weather in Chicago. And we were unable to fly out of Chicago. So we had to wind up getting a hotel room and spending an extra night there. There was a rain, thunder, and lightning. And we had to arrange for another uh, flight to take us home. And that is where your director of hockey operations and travel comes in. And uh, I got to send a shout out to a guy we used to have at Merrimack, who's now out at Mercyhurst, Matt Lamalfa, who had to scramble uh, to get our travel arrangements uh, all uh, set so we could uh, get on the plane and fly home. And uh, that's the only time uh, in hockey we've been stranded. And uh, Matt did a sensational job of, of getting us home. We wound up, I think, flying home the next day from Chicago. And so we had to uh, make some changes on the fly and uh, that of course that wasn't bus related that was weather related but uh, again that was uh, that was that falls under the umbrella of uh, travel issues so I thought I would just throw that in so uh, again hope you've enjoyed the podcast today and I invite you to stay with us next week we're going to have more hopefully on the travel uh, uh, topic and uh, if not we'll have a plan b but at any rate I hope you'll tune in next week for another edition of Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Locker Room. Have a great week, everybody, and thanks again for tuning in.